Hello and welcome to this episode of Niger Nerds Chat Comics. Um, this is our very first episode recorded on the 9th of November 2020. And with me are Dakbo Cakes and Tunde. Dakbo, how's it going? I'm good. Hi, everybody. Cool. Cakes, what's up, guy? Hi guys, uh, first time on the podcast, uh, pleasure to be here, and uh, I can't wait to talk comics, I can't wait to talk comics. <laughs> no worries, and Tunde, how are you doing man? I'm great, it's great to be here, can't actually wait to talk about some of these comics that we're focusing on today. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, yeah, that, I, can, I can tell the excitement is there. <laughs> okay, um, so I'll just hand over to Dakwa now, Dakwa. Um, you have a comic you wanted to get us going with? Yeah, so I'm going to start off with, I guess, one of the most popular characters around. So we might as well discuss his new status. Um, and none, it's none other than Batman. And more, more specifically, Batman World War II, which came out, came out last Wednesday. Has everybody here read that yet? Had a chance to look at it? Yeah. Yeah, broke Batman. Yeah, yeah broke yes. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not sure. Wally, are you up to date with Batman yet? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to leave the floor open and just let you guys do all the, all the bat wankery you want to do. Also, don't worry about spoiling anything. Uh, Good. Because Good. It's, oh, it's exactly, it's fine. Okay. You know, okay. I'm okay with hearing all the latest crazy things Batman has gotten up to. So we, we, we'll definitely spoil. I mean, just, just to give you some background, yeah. So recently, he's lost all his money. <laughs> all his money. <laughs> oh my god! Now I want to read that book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how he lost it is it's just ridiculous. So basically, we had and guys, correct me if I'm wrong here. We had Joker steal the money. Yes. <laughs> yes. And his armory. And, and his armory and all his toys. Okay. Ran, ran riot in Gotham. For maybe I guess a month or so, with all his to- with Batman's toys, so they were now Joker Mobile. They were all his toys, and then Catwoman somehow stole the money back from Joker. Joker. <laughs> you don't know how, but well, she couldn't give it to Bruce for some. Yeah, <laughs> exactly for some weird reason. She didn't give it back to Bruce. She gave it to uh, Lu- Lucius. Lucius. I think Fox. Lucius got it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Lucius yes. got it. Yeah. So the status quo is at the moment the money's with Lucius, but because all the eyes of the government are now on that money, it can't be used to fund Batman anymore. Yeah. He has to be very uh, careful. So Batman is meant to be back to basics. Yeah. So yep. that's so that's where we are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is you should have told me this earlier on. <laughs> if you told me this, I would actually have read the comics because I'd be interested in them. It wouldn't be like homework. Honestly, which in theory, it sounds very good. Dial it back because Batman was, pardon me, was getting really, really ridiculous. Like, <laughs> had these drones. Yeah. He wasn't like, like he, he had disposable drones that were like super AI and neural netted. And it was just too much, you know? And, you know, when he switches from one bat vehicle to another, to a, you know, to That's a bat wing. It was just tedious. So in theory, dialing it back makes sense. So 100, 101, I was like, I was on board. I was on board. Um, 
but yeah, Tunde, I, I I don't want to get carried away because there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack in this. In to, this. Today, today, well, so. that was it, the time to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> today, have you got anything to say before I jump in again? Because I have something to say about the writer. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, go. I'm a Batman fan, right? Mm-hmm. I love Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the biggest Batman fans around here. We know. I'm just stating the credentials here now. So when I say this, that this comic and the utter ridiculousness of everything that has happened so far, I mean, when Dark was describing the comic, it makes a lot of sense. It's a beautiful story. It's a setup for a wonderful, massive story. And then we get what we are reading in one or two. And I'm pissed off that... <laughs> Come on, what is all this? I can't wait for Future Slate to come back, even though Future Slate is going to be terrible. At least it's going to wipe away all this nonsense that is going on. So, um, as as a person who has no idea what happened in 102, pray tell me what happened in 102. Oh, right, okay. So, before we slaughter 102, and I'm going to slaughter 102, the writer is a guy called James Tinium Ford. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I, I like his writing. Let's be very clear. So... This is not a slow on him. I, I, I've, I'm enjoying Batman a lot more under his stewardship. So, um, mm-hmm. but one or two storyline, basically what's happened is um, all of a sudden, again, a retcon, and I know you hate retcons, Wiley. All of a sudden, there was a, a you know, when he was doing all his training after his, his parents' deaths and he went yeah. away, it was good. Apparently, there was this other student who was also almost shadowed going to the same trainers to get trained. Never okay. heard of him before. Yeah. So they, and they met a few times that were at loggerheads. And I think there was a particular trainer they, they actually fought over to get that person to train them. Oh, this, this reminds me of that terrible Iron Fist TV show. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wally. Wow. Wow. Wally, can you keep the tone a bit higher, please? Don't drag us down into the mud. Higher fist. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, it doesn't bode well. <laughs> I, I mean, my, my, my issue with this is, one, I'm sure this story's been done before. That's, that's, that's my first... 100%. Uh, ...issue with it. Oh, come on, you're repeating yourself. And then all of a sudden, I hate when with one issue, you have the whole story of a retcon, and now this guy is back here, and he's now like a full-fledged proto-Batman. And he's now tr- he's with caution with everything, and he's now throwing down. I just, I just find it a bit lame. And what also I got upset was, because I think this is James's first original villain for Batman. Original, yeah, I think original character. Oh. Yes. So he's fallen into the trap of creating a duplicate of the hero. More or less. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, Marvel style. Yeah. 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 Oh no, not character. Sorry. He he created um the the pseudo villain in, in Joker War, the designer. So he created the designer. Sorry. I, I think he, he created the designer as well. The designer was like the mastermind. Wasn't he yes. also created the character in Court of Owls. One of the other scenes was his own original character, the main one. Oh, oh was it? I oh, didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't know that myself. Yes, I think that was his own original character. Oh, okay. 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 Right, so can I ask a quick question? Who created Clown Hunter? Was it that him been, as well? It would have been him. It would have okay. been him. Okay, okay. Yes, so, that's that's a great, so that's a character I like. I, I do like <sighs> Clown Hunter. Are you those? <laughs> I'm I'm on the fence. So Clown Hunter is a teenager with right. anger issues. 
who is taking out these anger issues on 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 jokers uh basically like he 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 lost his parents to this listen everyone loses their parents to joker in (laughs) another if you live in gotham so he lost his parents he's lost his parents to, to to joker and he's now taking out um joker's posse and his guys and stuff so he's a kid regular kid doesn't have any gadgets or anything except he uses a baseball bat with a batarang tied to it so he, uh, he used, and he he kills yeah, he, he saves but he kills i'm joking saves, he, doesn't but... save. <laughs> he just kills <laughs> yeah batman knows who he is batman <laughs> hasn't stopped him yet i mean ah, i see so batman is is basically killing people by proxy by not stopping him um but, but always. exactly if if we start talking about that that will be <laughs> us attacking the basic idea of batman which i don't yeah. want us to do now because no so actually it, uh, no you are you you are right to put it out because it's now an actual plot point ah because basically he's killed batman knows he's killed but now he's got a dilemma because so did Red Hood. Yes, of course. So now there's a hypocrisy. Oh, are you going to take him in? Or and not take Red Hood in? And also we're going to see how that's, all, how that's going to play out. It's going to be very interesting. But I think there's going to be a, a bit of a cheat. Because I think they're now creating another character who most likely will take out Clan Hunter, leaving Batman with having, having to avoid making a decision. Ah, I see. Mm. So they just uh, they just sidestep the whole issue. I think they will. There's there's something that well I don't know. This is this just sort of brings me to the root of my issues with an entire segment of DC Comics, <laughs> the whole vigilante side of things, mm-hmm. um, where somehow just by putting on a costume, a person becomes a super powered individual who has the superpower of luck and plot armor um so now there's a kid who's angry his parents were killed mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he has the power to without any money without any resources just go onto the streets and start hunting down joker and his men and killing them yes um th- that's interesting is there something special about him does he have like, no so he, training or something no he's just he's clever but also remember, he's not hunting down Joker himself. He just—he's literally cleaning the hoodlums one by one, who work. For anybody who's who's worn a, a, a smile—is that correct? Case? Yes, correct. Yes. So he's not—he now not that he wouldn't kill Joker. He wants to yeah. kill Joker, but yeah. obviously, like Joker's just just walking down the street. So he's getting like his like his hoodlums and anyone who wears the smile and stuff. So, uh, so he's legitimately kill, killing bad guys. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Like you said, Wale, you know, it goes back to that whole... You know, we had it with Spoiler and with Duke and with, you know, these guys just Signal or Duke or whatever his name is. Like, it just yeah. feels like there are loads of teenage or prepubescent or late teens kids in Gotham who just... <laughs> put stuff on <laughs> they just go online and they're like okay where can i find how to kill someone and you know it's it's painful and it's tedious and it's unoriginal <laughs> so, started now so it's something in gotham city 
There's something in the water. You know, at some point, you say, like, Dakwa, you said that I don't like retcons, but sometimes retcons are, are better. I mean, there's one retcon I really love, and that was turning Wonder Woman into Zeus's daughter. I mean, lots of people really hate that, but I look at that and I'm like, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, give her, give her that status. So in this case, I mean, we really need something with Gotham. They should tell us something. I mean, that uh, there's a the government experiment. They put something in the water. And if you are filled it. with rage and vengeance, it transforms into some form of superpower. I mean, how else do you I explain would take it? this? Well, the world is, almost all comics, including this particular one, has always explained Gotham as this kind of mysterious, mystical place. They always start out Gotham. It's, it's, it's itself is insane. And foreboding and tones you mad and all that. Yeah, it's well, all, yeah. It's only come out of the leap. No, it's not really leap. Well, you're, you're right. Agreed. That is canon. Agreed. It is actually canon. They've said <laughs> that Gotham was caused, cursed. And there's one story about the the fathers of um, Bruce Wayne. Oh, I need oh, to, I'll give you that comment. So, in a way, what you just described has been almost put in canon. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. I, I think, and now that you talk about it, um, spray cakes. I'll hand over to you in a second. Now, now that now that you talk about it, you're reminding me of the Court of Owls, where um, yep. during that entire story, there was a lot of talk about sort of the mythos of Gotham City, yep. and. Thinking back to it now, I really like that because they're not explicitly coming out and saying it's magic. They're not explicitly coming out and mm. saying there's this thing going on in the air, but they're having people allude to it, which I think is cool. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, Kate, so, you want to so, say something? So I, I was going to say that. We actually haven't said the name of the guy. It's Ghost Killer or Ghost Catcher or something. Clown oh. Killer? No, no. No, Clown Killer the, is the... The Proto Bruce, the oh. other side of the coin. <laughs> so there was his name, Ghost Catcher. No, no, Something? Ghost Ghost Maker. Ghost, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, ghost even maker. worse. <laughs> I mean, it's just as bad. Ghost Maker. Yep. Yep. Ghost Maker. I want, to remember, I want to remind you guys of something. Like, <laughs> the entire, make ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the entire plot of both going around the world to learn new skills for at least this particular continuity was actually written as a backup comic for the main. For the main run during during the Snyder during the Scott Snyder's initial run, Tinion was the same person that wrote it. That wrote Batman. I can't remember this particular bit because there was a plot point of Batman coming to come and learn something in Nigeria, learning how to escape an explosion in Nigeria, driving a fast car in Rome or something like that. So that was it. That's the same time period. Tinion is setting this particular ghost maker as an, as having met Batman. He mentions it in the backup that it was during this particular extended run of his that he did that mm. which doesn't make sense because that entire period also of Batman's life didn't make sense because <laughs> he left Gotham City he was now jumping from city to city as a teenager mm -hmm. moving to one master to another master to learn how to do different things how to escape explosions in Nigeria how to fight with knife in Italy how to do this in yeah. this particular country so he will master that particular skill and move to another country now we are learning there was another kid with him that was following him. And this kid, the ghost maker, is actually killing the masters because he mentioned yeah. that he killed the previous master that he learned from. And now they are this particular particular new master and they are fighting over him to learn who to kill, to learn, mm. I mean, to learn fight who to learn from this particular new master. Mm. It's ridiculous. Well, 
Is it, why is it ridiculous? I mean, that, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, if we have um, a story previously about Batman going around the world, meeting all these masters and somehow the, the training of all these masters turns him into Batman, it does mean that if someone else goes around and learns from these, bat these masters, they can be like Batman. So just sort of having this guy as an eraser, just sort of go around and erase them means that we now know there can only be the two oh. of them. Yeah, yeah, but that's all gone today. That's all gone, Kex. No, I, I was just no. It, may, it and and to to what Tunde says, I actually remember that that that's very true. That yeah, you know, Bruce going around learning from different masters, and you know, was it uh, was it Alucard or Ducard or someone? You know, the yeah. detective, the the uh, swordsman, yeah. and just. But it almost feels like look, I've always felt, and this might sound weird, that the unique circumstances that created Batman are almost impossible to replicate. Like from that kid coming out of that cinema, you know, out of seeing Zorro, having his parents killed in front of him, being raised by that man, Alfred, having that particular lineage, that that, and having the money to go around learning, you know, this guy didn't go to school now. He just said, okay, you know what, guys, man, look, <laughs> I'm going to drop out at whatever. True. How did Bean? and the man is a G? How is he? Wait, wait. How did how did Ghostmaker? How did he? How did he? Pay we know nothing yet. We don't know yet. Nothing yet. You know, and somehow this person we don't know his story, and he just appears, and and I, I get just get tired of. I've never heard of you before, <laughs> and then boom, just like that, first episode, hush. You know, it's the same thing that happened with Hush as well. Like we'd never, and this, what makes this, I'm really sorry, I'm, I'm getting a bit passionate here. Barbara, Oracle is on the, uh, is on the, is on the line with him when he, when he finds clues and he's like, oh shit, he's here. And Barbara is like, who, who's here, Bruce? Who's here? And he goes, don't worry, Barbara, I have to go now. I'll talk to you later. Like, why doesn't he share with these people? Like, no matter what they go through with him, what cannot spare. What well, Kex? Have you never met Batman? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? He does. He doesn't have time to explain those things. Do you think he's a shade type? He's a, he does. He's <laughs> that's that's Batman. Uh, if if I mean Cakes, uh, you're supposed to be the Batman fan here. Okay, <laughs> no. supposed to be the Batman fan. It's like how could you? How could you? Completely, After everything, you should be happy about that. He's right. just lost Alfred. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right, guys. I'm going to stop you now. We've had enough time I talk. I, I need, <laughs> if I leave you guys alone, you'll be carrying on, for, on forever. Yeah, true. So, guys out there, if you want to go go out there, go and read Batman 102. Actually, what I suggest is go back and read from Batman 100 to 102. James Tindham is a great writer. So we might be down on the latest issue, but don't let that put you off. Guys, go out and read that. I'm not a big Batman fan, but I'm enjoying his run. And apart from that, let's last issue. <laughs> right. Now we're jumping from DC all the way over to Marvel. And at the moment, there's only one, one real story that we need to talk about to start off with. And it's this whole... So, now, I'm, I'm going to say this. I saw say I'm going to roll. I was going to say Sword of X. But it's not Sword ten. of X. It's Sword <laughs> of Ten. Ten, yeah. The Sword of Ten, which is basically an X-Men storyline that's running through all the various X-Men books at the Just moment. Just a moment, Dako. Yes, when you away. say Sword of Ten, is it not Ten of Swords? Sword of what? You see, now you're making me doubt myself. <laughs> ten, of, ten of Swords. Ten of Swords. It's is Ten it? of Swords, isn't it? Ten of Swords. 
Oh, sorry. See, ten, you're right. You are absolutely correct. It's, it's X of Swords or Ten of Swords. <laughs> and okay, to explain this plot, it's almost beyond me. Does, any, does anybody does anybody want to take an attempt before I make my very pathetic attempt it's, at explaining this plot? It's Hickman. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go far. You need to do a series <laughs> of literal flashbacks to tell the story of Krakoa and Ar- Araku splitting, and like it, it's it's deep. Okay. Um, okay, let's try this. Let me try. Okay, go Before you start, before you start, Kate, yes, yes. how far back do you need to go? Do you have to go uh, back to House of Ten and Powers of Ten? Yeah. Way beyond that. Way back. No, 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 no. Uh, right. So, if you, if, 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 you want, if you wanted to catch every single aspect of this book, you'd have to go back almost 20, 30 years. I'm not kidding you. Because Saturn, Sat- 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 the other world world, it's all goes all the way back to Captain Britain, but we, we don't need to do that. Yeah, we don't. I, I think I think the earliest I think you you need a summary about Krakwa, the the current state of how the Mutas now have their own island, yes, and their own government to start off with, and now every mutant is welcome on the island. Now one of the most popular mutants is Apocalypse, and yes, it, and now. And this is my belief, and I'm willing to be to be corrected by anybody. I think Hickman is trying to find a slot, a proper slot for where Apocalypse slits. I personally think he's been lame. He he has some great. Story. <laughs> he looks great, I like Apocalypse. but I've never really understood his his real place. And I think this is Hickman trying to give him. He's now turning to magic, so sorcery, and he. he I see. He, yes, so he's now bring. He's, he's now trying to bring what you call mutant magic yeah, to the, to the I forefront. See, I see. I think. I, I think. I get. I think. I understand that. Um, so, full disclosure, yeah. um, I have only just started reading Ten of Swords. Um, I started reading um, the first book, which was Creation, um, and really found myself sort of getting into it, and then suddenly realized, wait a second. This book is sixty something pages long. It's like <laughs> yeah. there's there's no way I'm going to be able to blaze through this in, in record time. Um, so I, I I suspended it, but I found it was um, it was linking back to an X Men book that I was really enjoying um, that I read earlier on, which was Excalibur. Um, yes. It was a sort of story that took. Um, uh, Betsy Braddock um, and turned her into Captain Britain yep. um, and in the process sort of transported her into this magical world along with the Apocalypse and they had all sorts of adventures there uh, and that I, I found that book interesting but I also found it a bit jarring because here are X-Men these are mutants they mm-hmm. have mutant powers this is science mm-hmm. fiction you know genetics blah 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 yeah. all of a sudden you're talking about uh, Morgana Le Fay and mm-hmm. uh, Excalibur and Avalon mm-hmm. and magic yeah. and all that Touch kind of stuff yeah. exactly so it seemed to there seemed to be a little bit of a clash there mm-hmm. um, and then of course um, um, I stopped reading that and I focused on the main X-Men story so now starting Ten of Swords um, and seeing it link back into that, it felt almost like they were going to take that magical story and just sort of bringing it into the mainstream. Is, is that what is that what is going on? Yeah, pr- pretty much. Pr- Absolutely. Pr- yeah, pr- pretty much. So yeah. 
So basically, we now get some backstory about um, Apocalypse's ex-wife. Oh, is even is she even an ex-wife or current? She's, she's she's his wife, but you know his wife and, and and her project and her his, his and her kids yeah. who he left behind. So apparently, Krakwa and there's another island called Arako. Arako, yes. And they were meant to be they were one, and in, and this big battle they got split into two, and Apocalypse sacrificed basically his children to the other half and left them. I see. So now I'm beginning to understand this. Uh, Right. Okay. So just to give a little bit of background. Um, So after the the original stories, House of of X and Powers of X, which at the time Hickman said were to be called House of Ten and Powers of Ten, um, were were these stories that talked about how Professor Xavier and uh, Magneto um, tried to prevent a future a terrible future from happening. Um, and the yeah. only way they could think of to do that was to sort of create this um, special home for all mutants so that all mutants could go there, live on a special nation on earth, um, and then put certain things in place to make them really powerful within the yeah. world and to also make them really rich by um, creating these resources, which human beings would pay a lot of money to own. Um, and that's sort of started off a new a series of X books. Um, so then we got, um, after that, we got X-Force, which was basically telling the story of the secret service of the nation of Krakoa. Krakoa is the name of the of the um, nation. nation they built for themselves. Um, and then we had Excalibur, which was this magical story talking about um, uh, Betsy Braddock, used to be Psylocke, yeah. now Captain Britain. Um, then we had Forgotten Angels. Oh, sorry, the, yes, we had um, Fallen, Fallen Angels. Fallen Angels. Yes, which was um, the, the ninja Quanon, who is the Psylocke that we know about, um, and a bunch of um, young X-Men sort of um, going off on a different mission. And then we had X-Men, which was the main story. So if you read X-Men, which I've been reading, then we get this story, which you're talking about, Dakwa, which is where um, this this magical other island called Arako Mm -hmm. appears and fuses with Krakoa. And it turns out that they're sort of like long lost, quote unquote, island lovers in a way. Um, And before that happens, we see a sort of um, a sort of flashback like story in which um, we see this woman, this this woman in white um, talking (laughs) to her son, who she's sort of trained and turned into this powerful individual. She's about to be killed. And so she says he should go to Arako and um, meet the X-Men um, and find someone who she doesn't really say. I don't really, I, uh, my memory is a bit hazy about that particular story. Uh, now, reading Ten of Swords, mm-hmm. I see him. Um, I see he's met the X-Men. He's met Apocalypse. Yep. And he's led them yep. to Apocalypse's other children. Yes, yes. that's right. Okay. That's a that's apocalypse grandson, by the yes, way. Yes, that's yes, that's correct. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. So that woman in white is not apocalypse's wife. No, that, no, that's her daughter. Do- that's his daughter. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, he's, but he was his wife as well. Right. Right. So basically, Ten of Swords is all about apocalypse family story, his family tree. Yeah. Bringing things back. You see, I suspected that because reading Ten of Swords, 
I thought Apocalypse is acting completely out of character here. Hey, he's 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 saying, "My children, come to me." You know, he's like he's like, "Daddy, everybody, come." He's like come grandpa. Exactly. He's like, "Come and say hello to daddy." Don't worry, I had to leave you behind, but it's my fault. It's like, "Oh, don't Very worry, daddy." Character. You know, it's like three Very out of and, and his mom. Deal. His his wife or his mom, I can't remember which one. His wife or his daughter calls him out on it that you've gone soft. They actually say, "Yeah, it's yes, like, it, wife. it was his wife." Why are you uh, saying sorry, sorry for leaving all of you? I'm like, this isn't apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't apocalypse just be like you stand there, stand there? Yes. How many of you are still alive? Yes. Right. Yes. So, yes. Na- so you now all I've deserve got, to be alive. I, I've got one. Oh, I've got one fury on that. He almost got res- resurrected. And he, he now two things. He got he got killed, almost killed in Araco, mm-hmm. which, which we've now been told that if you die there, something weird happens to you. Oh, and you don't. And the the mortal, the so called um, immortal protocols that they have don't work properly. Ah, I see. Because uh, it happened to I think a guy called was it Rockslide? I don't. I, I think I'm Rockslide. Really... It is Rockslide. Okay, it is Rockslide. Rockslide died in there, and when they brought him back, it was some. He came back. It was a different person. Right. So I think we need to explain something here again. Um, so some some uh, one bit of the early story that I think I skipped over with House of X and Powers of X, which by the way you should totally read one hundred percent because yes. <laughs> they are amazing, and the only reason we're not talking about them is because they're not. Uh, timely, um, otherwise I would have said we should probably talk about them, is that those comics have established a really interesting uh, plot point for mutants, which is that their relationship with death has changed. Yep. Um, they, they have the ability to literally bring people back from the dead. Uh, and um, it's, it is worth a read because it's not just like an on and off switch. Uh, it's a very interesting um, series of, of events, a very interesting um, context around the way mutants can bring people back from the dead. Mm-hmm. And the implications of that are very important in the world of X-Men now. Basically, if you're a mutant and you're a citizen of um, the mutant nation of Krakoa, you can um your 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 you you can no longer die yeah so about that in relation to this week's to this comics that we are currently reading yeah that that establishes the you can't die in about comics it kills all sticks in most of their stories nowadays at least in the early comics in house of x powers of x we have them dying in mission and immediately they are resurrected Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. now to have a story that we ever that will have sticks now in house of in this new x of i mean x of swords we have to introduce a new concept of how, oh no, if you die, you're going to come back wrong. And well, I guess he okay, has, to always, he has to always, for any story to have sticks again in the X-Men universe, mm. he would always have to come up with a new concept of how the protocols won't work or something won't work. Because yeah. if you leave the protocols the way they are going forward, it's going to make sticks as it is meaningless because when you die, you, do, you come back immediately. You know what, Sunday? I actually don't. I actually, um, I actually don't agree a hundred percent. And let me explain. First of all, as far as comic books are concerned, death as something that is used to introduce stakes is long gone. Since the '90s, when Superman died and came back, 
it's been a standard thing in comic books. When someone dies, they're just on vacation. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to come back at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I mean, even um, Marvel comics have been better at trying to stick to keeping dead characters dead, but they inevitably bring some of them back eventually. In DC comics, it just doesn't even make any difference. If someone dies, they're coming back. There's like 10,000 different versions of them in the multiverse. You can replace yep. them and so on. So... <clears throat> I, I like the fact that these X-Men comics have made the fa- have made that sort of resurrection mm-hmm. an actual plot point. Because what that does is it forces the writers to create stakes a different way. Mm. And those stakes usually come around, uh, usually revolve around the goals. Do, do we succeed at what we're trying to do or do we fail? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter who dies or who doesn't die. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the death is not is not the point. The point is, are you successful or are you are you going to fail? Yeah. And it also creates um, a huge failure condition, which is the the dark future. We don't know. We've we've gone through House of X and Powers of X. We've seen everything leads to the dark future. We don't know if we're still on the way there. Dark See, I would add. Okay. Right. So no, I, I got fire. What I want to do because we've not actually talked about what is what is X of Swords actually. So I want you guys to quickly talk about the fact that okay. we now basically have a contest yes. of of swordsmen, ten yes. from each side. Yes. And what are your thoughts on people choosing to be swordsmen? Okay, so I think um, um, so maybe either you, Zappo, or you, Cakes, or Tunde, whoever <clears throat> has read everything. Um, just uh, give me a quick rundown on exactly okay. what what the events are surrounding this tournament. So basically, cut a long story short, Saturn has said, has said that right to save. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I even the goal is a bit dubious. There's some intrigue behind it. Yes. There's some stuff that we do not know. She's she's it's wheels within wheels. Yes. So but she's at basically, face value. Yeah. It's a she, tournament. Go on that one. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's announced a tournament, and there's a prophecy. And the prophecy almost says who should be part of this tournament. So you, you, you get things like saying, he who has died before but cannot die again with claws of sword. You know, something like that. So, oh, that's Wolverine, obviously. Uh, you know, so the prophecies kind of pinpoint who it should be from the X-Men side of things. And there's some very strange choices. So, so, so why is this tournament happening? What, right. what happened that triggered this tournament? Now, this is where you've caught me. Because... What happened, okay, so what happened was emerging. It was emerging of Krakow and Arako, the, the sons of Apocalypse coming back, and they basically, they want to overrun Earth. I see. Uh, and Saturna, who used to run that whole other world place, she's been losing, she's been losing her place, um, regions in that area, to these Arako people. Uh, Ar- <laughs> I got you about Arako. <laughs> So for anyone who's uh, who's wondering why we're all laughing, um, Arako kind of sounds like a Yoruba word. For uh, village person. <laughs> for village people. And so yeah. sound, Dakwa sounded like a, a total elitist for a second there. <laughs> so... She's now trying to pit those guys against X-Men, almost to, in my view, to save herself. But for some weird reason, there are these rules they have to follow, these prophecies they have to follow, and it's going to be, and, and they've gone for a tournament to decide it, running an outright war. So I guess you could say, rather than killing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, 
Let's pick. You know, you know what? You know what's going on here? Um, Dako, remember earlier on, I was telling you that uh, I was reading about, uh, I was reading X of Swords and I got to the bit where Saturnine was introduced mm. and she was introduced with her three names. I've forgotten the name. I think it's Opa Luna Saturnine or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that sounds like someone's been playing Final Fantasy um, <laughs> and has sort of like decided to name his monarch after Noctis mm. Lucis Calum, right? <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's just some obscure video game thing. This is Mortal Kombat. This this thing you're telling me about right now, this is totally Mortal Kombat. I mean, the world is called Otherworld. We've got Outworld in Mortal Kombat, right? Um, They're trying to invade Earth. Same thing with with, with Mortal Kombat, with Shang Tsung and Shao Kahn. Supposed to invade Earth. They can just break through, take over the world, but they can't because they have to have this tournament and they they have to get all these um, humans to go fight in this Mm -hmm. mystical tournament. This is Mortal Kombat. I mean, Hickman obviously has had loads of time on his hands thanks to (laughs) COVID-19. He's been playing lots of video games. That is literally what's happening. So, Kex, talk us through uh, talk us through the the, the, the excellent swordsmen and what okay. do you think about them being chosen. Right. So we've got ten swordsmen um, or swords people, uh, not to be uh, chauvinist, uh, <laughs> and and some of them I'm really happy with. So we've got magic or magic, which I call her in my head. Yeah. Really happy with that because that is someone that we know is a swordswoman. We yes. know her with a sword. Yep. And she's got the right temperament, the mentality. She's she's really upped her game in, in X-Men of late. Like sorry, she's it's, quite the leader. So, sorry, sorry, sorry to interject, but uh, as you're talking, right, I'm just kind of imagining the characters. As you mentioned the name of the character, the character's <laughs> standing there, she's breathing, and she has a sword. And she's just bouncing like, with magic. the sword. It's like, we know she's a swordswoman. Like, she's like, boom, 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 sword. <laughs> anyway, continue, continue. She's just, really just awesome. And, and, I have this music playing in the back of my head. <laughs> And the way Scott almost leans on her, yeah, like you know, he, he, they they have a very 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 strong captain lieutenant relationship that is is brilliant, like a general captain relationship. It's it's amazing. I love it. So we've got Magic. We've got. Um, I want to start with the ones we know and we're happy with. Okay. We have uh, <laughs> Ensaba Noor himself, Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, he's gone to retrieve a sword. Um, so it's only and it's. Kind of this Egyptian design sword yeah. that you know the you know there's a, there's a lot there's a very strong Egyptian aesthetic through yeah. this whole storyline. Yeah, I noticed that with the very children. strong, so cool. I love it. it. I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So we've got him. We've got Gorgon, another yeah. underused, amazing character that I absolutely yeah. love. Uh, we've got Wolverine and the uh, Muramasa. Of yeah. course. So that's four, right? Yeah. We have got um we've got Betsy Braddock. Yep. Right? Okay. We've got uh, Captain Britain. That works. With, with, it's yeah. fair. And we've got her brother, who is not a mutant. Interesting. Yeah. I think he's the only non-mutant we have. So Brian is here as well, and he's got a sword. That's six, right? Yep. So I think we're going to start going to the ones I'm not crazy about. <laughs> Don't tell me that Quanon is not included. Because he's not. Would... not. He's not. Yeah. Not. He's missing. Oh that wow. List. Okay. Quanon is not on that list. Yeah. Um, 
Um, Haneda, um, Silver Samurai is not on that list. And he's like, he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's actually in the story. It's not, it's yeah, not like yes, yeah. about him. That's he's good. a few panels. <laughs> um, we have Storm. Oh, God, right. Oh, um, right. And a very kind of contrived, weird, odd sword that she has to go get from Wakanda, which I don't know if you guys have heard of this sword before. It's like... Nope. It's a retcon. It's a retcon. It's a retcon. And it's and it's so symbolic to the Wakandans that they don't even give it to anyone. It's a symbol of their sovereignty, blah, blah, blah. It can channel energy. I've never heard of it. It doesn't have a correct um, uh, African name that goes into African history because you know me, I'm the African history guy. They're doing that, then I don't care. They can give it to Storm. But if they just invented one rubbish, then I don't... don't, What did you say it was? Tiebreaker. That's the name of the sword. Yeah, something weird. English name. Yep. Rubbish. (laughs) Yeah, but but that could be a translation in English, obviously. obviously. It could be a direct translation you, of whatever. Yeah, yeah. nonsense, Jerry. What I was I'm hoping for in Hausa, you know, <laughs> something like that. You know, something that would still be correct. Yeah. What is I, this? Uh, what? Yeah, but the, the idea, the yeah. idea that Storm is a swordsman and one that she had to go and steal it from Wakanda annoyed me to no end. It was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pitiful the way she got it. Oh, she so stole got, it. They well, weren't going to give it to her. She tried to steal it, and in the end, Black Panther kind of stopped her and then let her go with it. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, now, just as just um, ju- just a little bit of suspension before we continue. Mm-hmm. If I read just X Men and Ten of Swords, will I see this, or do I have to go read some of the weird other comics? No, no, no. The, 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 the X of Sword is running through all the books. So I think you have to read the others as well. Yeah, it's twelve. I've got to read the others. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, so, so okay. The, the four stops. It's one story now through all the books. There's no diversion. Right. So yeah, it's one story. Right. So X, X of X of Sword ten could be Excalibur. X of right. X of Sword eleven could be Marauders. That's how it's right. working. So it, yeah, it's it's one story through that all the books. Okay. Cool. All right. Cakes. Continue. It's quite good though. Um. Oh man, my. One of my favorite characters, one of my top three characters in 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 X Dom, surprisingly, is Douglas Ramsey. Douglas Aaron <laughs> Ramsey, by the way, that was an Arsenal fan. Okay, I have, okay. I've always loved him. Like very simple dude, and he has a regular power that you would think is not amazing, but if yeah. you think about all the applications, you it's know, quite cool, that, yeah. and I'm, it's quite cool. Body language, machine learning, anything the guy can read it and and decipher it. But he's not a swordsman at all. By any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, they now that there's now this whole there's now this whole thing that you know uh warlock creates, you know, kind of you know, he's kind of that whole liquid metal, black liquid metal thing, yeah. can make himself into a sword. Um, so that was odd. That was yeah. odd. Yeah. Um, I did not like that. Um, wh- who else was there that was weird? Um You're missing. Who am I missing? What am I missing? I think there's two people I haven't mentioned. Tunde, can I remember any two people I haven't mentioned? Oh, 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 Nate, Nate, Cable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cable oh, has no. this weird sword g- g- from Galact- Galactrian 13 or something. No, no. Oh, it's oh, a- excuse me. Don't do yes. not be disrespectful. Galador. Galador, home of the Space Knights. Rom, the sp- <laughs> Rom and the Space Knights. Okay. Galador. Yes. Uh, he has a he has this interesting sword that he picked up and hasn't put down since. 
and <laughs> somehow I, I don't even like what they're really doing with cable nowadays but i don't want to i don't I, I just don't like young cable i'm not a fan so he, th- we've got him as well i think that's it right am i missing yeah anything? i think you've got nine and i can't remember who the last one is gorgon well, gorgon apocalypse uh, anyway, let's, we yeah, spent we spent quite a long time on this. Right? Sorry, this is just so good. Um, yeah, but I would I would say that if if you've got um, the majority of those people are actually people that should be there, mm-hmm. I think that's a win, isn't it? I mean, it's only yeah. a few of them that are a bit dodgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see how it plays out, though. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I think I think they just I think the last issue I read, they assembled, and they were now having the party before the fight. And, and this is the last issue. And then Wolverine decides to try to stop the whole thing by killing um, Opa, Opa, whatever, Satanai. Yeah, Satanai. And say, so, you know, I'm going to stop this when I fell swoop and he basically stabs her. And, and, that's, <laughs> and that's literally where we are. <laughs> so, so I, just just a, just just a really quick one. So there's a, it, it. So to what that what that was point exactly. That is how, that's where we end. Where Wolverine stabs, double stabs Saturnine. Yeah. It's a banquet before the tournament, <laughs> and he gets. But you didn't mention this. That but he gets dosed with something. Right. So someone very, sat very, beside very him. Very good points. One of the bad guys sat beside yeah. him. He'd been drinking all day and trying to psych himself up to kind of do what needed to be done. Um, Storm was aware, but she didn't try to stop him. She just said, be careful, don't miss. So she knew what he had in mind, but he gets doused with some, or he gets um, doped up with some, poisoned with something. So that might have triggered his whatever, rage, berserker rage, and then he stabs Saturnine. Of course, we know she's not dead. But to speak to where this story is going, without a doubt, some of the 10 are going to die. Yeah. And we're going to have alternate versions with weird powers or weird personalities Mm, resurrected back on Krakoa. So I think that's where we're going to get to. Interesting. So here's here's one thing I I thought um, I'd want to ask. Um, So since you mentioned that in order to follow the story, uh, which I will do before the next uh, episode of this podcast, I promise, uh, I need to get a whole bunch of different issues of different X-books um, and they follow each other in sequence. Yes. Does this mean that the story actually changes tone as it goes from writer to writer? Because that's something in crossover series that I tend not to like. Does it feel as though there's an overall plan and they're telling? The answer is um, yes, and, yes and no. So what you what you have is an, an, the, the gathering of the swords, I think was trusted to the, the individual episodes. So Hickman probably told, right, you're writing Marauders, I want Storm to get that sword. You're writing Cable, I want to get, you write that story. Right. But I now, see. but once they come together, it's been Hickman writing the order. So once they've all got their swords together now, I think Hickman is staring the ship. Mm-hmm. So it is it is possible for you to just so, kind of skip some of the books that you don't want to read. It, yes. You, you, you could skip how they got the swords, if I'm being honest. You don't, you could just skip how they got the swords and go back, okay, these are the 10 people with, this, with their swords. You might not know the story behind the sword. And there's a handbook. You might just read the handbook. The okay. handbook came out with kind of gives back history to everything. So you could just kind of, it's like a, a cheat sheet, really. Right, Wait, right. Well, okay. At this point, there are some books you can't afford to skip. Like the stabbing of Saturnite happened in Marauders, whereas Apocalypse met his wife in the yeah, book. That's true. So you need to read those comics as they are coming out also. 
Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So, guys, we'll write that up now because we've spent. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But before we go, I want to see what else did everybody read this week that they liked or they want to talk about. Um, Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll go first. I I read USA Agents. That's by. The only reason I read that book was because it's written by Christopher Priest. And yes. I kind of enjoyed his writing style in Deathstroke, even though it got boring later mm-hmm. on. But so he comes with that same writing style here, introduces characters in a very weird manner, mm-hmm. and some in an head-scratching manner like the Kung Fu Pizza Man. But, <laughs> but I, one thing I always enjoyed about Christopher Priest is his dialogue. So the dialogue between both characters are actually very strong. Especially when they call when they call the main character on being a on being a bigot, so that's actually really good. And okay. I'm actually interested in where he's going to with this particular story. It seems low stake enough to be enjoyable, as just a weekly read. So I, recommend? Yes or no? Yes, definitely yes. I I, I will back your recommendation. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, yeah, and Christopher Priest is just a good writer. He could write anything, and I'll read it. So yeah, it's it's quite a good fun book. Yeah, yeah. And because, like, you know what US agent is like? He's, yeah. kinda, he's like the, the guy gardener of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's a fun read. Right, thanks to the for that one. Yeah. Kex, what um, we- I was going to talk about Wolverine uh, Red, uh, Black, White, and Red, but mm-hmm. I am going to change it. I'm going to switch it up last minute and talk about the last Ronin, which is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, episode one. Um, oh, okay. There's one more, tur- there's one turtle alive. Three brothers dead. Um, so what happened to this? What happened to the three brothers? And who is this turtle? We don't find out until the very last panel who it is. You know, it could be Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, or, or, or Raphael. Um, I found it rather interesting, a little sad, because this last roaming turtle is talking to his brothers um, and in like their ghost forms. So he's almost, you know, he's 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 having a conversation with himself based on what they would say. You know, oh, wow. based on oh, that's stupid, and it's like I know that's stupid, but I have to do it anyway. You know, so, I have to. So, is, is this set in the future? Is this like a yes. oh, okay. future? Future, yes. So it's right. it's set in in the. I would even go so far as say kind of far future because some of the uh, vehicles and stuff and robots are uh, quite futuristic. So um, is, is it is it is it limited series? I think so. I think I think it's a probably four or five story arc. I don't think it's okay. a, a, an ongoing series. Okay, I'll but wait it's to, quite good. I'll wait till it's done and collect it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> recommend. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I okay. recommend. You recommend? Okay. Why well, have you got one before? I go, or do you want me to go with my one? Uh, no, it's uh, mine. Isn't really going to take up much time. It's basically X Men issue nine. Um, I was just trying to catch up on X-Men before moving on to Ten of Swords and mm-hmm. X-Men issue nine was kind of fun. Um, it was an issue that was about the brood um, and the king egg. Yes, I see oh, okay. I see Cakes giving the thumbs up. <laughs> the ending of that issue was worth the read. So um, if you anyone is out there thinking of catching up on X-Men before Ten of Swords, um, there's uh, something really cool waiting for you in that issue. Okay, I'm going to not surprise anybody at all by <laughs> recommending Thor. Odin's son. Yeah, I mean, um, um, the, the new writer, and I've now forgotten his name now, Don, Donny Cates, I think he's called, or is it Danny Cates or Donny Cates? He, he's, he's been bringing it epic level. 
But the very last issue of Tor was very weird. And for anybody out there who doesn't know where Tor is now, at the moment now, he's, he's almost, again, unworthy. The hammers, he, he can barely lift a hammer. And guess what? Everybody else can now lift a hammer. Reverse algorithm. Wow. I mean, it was such a big deal that... Uh, what's her Only him could lift the hammer. No, no, I mean, when Jane Foster picked it up and she was worthy and he wasn't worthy, it was a big deal. Yeah. So now everyone can lift that. Yeah, anybody, like, I think a, a cow, a farmer picks it up. Oh, no. Yes, it, it's quite it's quite funny and he's, he's like giving up. But now, in this latest issue, what happens is we find out what's happened to, to, to um, Banner. Uh, I said Banner. Jesus Christ, D- Donna Blake. Okay. Oh, I see. And, and it's not a good thing. Oh. And it's the new epic. It's an epic. It's, it's surprising totally where where Donny where Donny Cates went with this, and it, and I'm really looking forward to it. And basically, Donald Blake now is the next baddie. Oh, that is going to be cool. Oh. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it, it's, it's good. good. And, and why the baddie makes total sense because they they basically explain when when he's tall, where's Donald Blake? Mm. So where he is has driven him mad. Thor's not going back there and not let him out for good so long. You know what? This is this is really interesting. You know, uh, we talk about it as though um, some of these comics have different levels of uh, of quality. But when you really think about it, we just talked about a Batman story in which we have someone who is basically trained to the same level as Batman. Um, we talked about a Thor story in which the whole story about needing to be the worthy one to hold flip to hold the hammer has been flipped on its head and <laughs> Thor's ancient alter ego is being brought back into the story. And then we have basically X-Men cross Mortal Kombat. I mean, if you think about it, all oh, these are pretty cool. I yeah, mean, they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, we, we've obviously neglected all the dross that's out there. There is a lot of dross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Speaking I, of Joss, who is following Superman Man of Tomorrow? That's some epic level trash. Oh God. <laughs> if, if, you want to read, if you want to read trash books, you should go and read Superman Man of Tomorrow. Do, do, do you know why I forgive that book? Was was that not purely a COVID book? And and they just didn't stop it. Yes, yes, basically. Yeah. They put it out when there was nobody was writing any books, they said, oh, just make something out for digital yep. only. Uh, yeah, but you're right. It's it's it's, it's not great. But <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, guys, I think we've yammered on enough. Um, great. Thanks for joining us on this hopefully weekly, at least bi-weekly episode. We'll try and you know get back to you guys next week, if not at minimum two weeks time. Glad to hear from. Oh, by the way, guys, if you if there's any comics you've read out there that you want us to review or you want to talk about, please. Send us some comments, talk to us, and we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Ole Wale, sign us out. All right, then. Thank you very much, Dakbo. So, um, cakes. All right. Awesome time. Uh, always a pleasure. And, guys, don't forget to listen, rate, subscribe, and let us know what you want us to read and review. Sunday. Always read the good books. Pray for Batman to get better. <laughs> Please pray for Batman to get better. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, as always, uh, I'm Wally. Thank you very much and join us next week or next two weeks. Cheerio. See ya.